What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Mavs Corner. My name is Kyle, and this is episode number 120, I believe, guys. That's quite a bit. We're approaching almost a year of doing this podcast. It's been a lot of fun, great privilege, and it's really exciting, episode number 120, because we finally have basketball back. Yes, yes. Uh, You're listening to this on Friday, so... Last night was the first scrimmage for the Dallas Mavericks. First, you know, live game in over three months, if I'm not mistaken, since March. So, yeah, pretty sure that's right. Pretty much four months, actually. Yeah, quite a while. So, uh, it's very fun to watch. I've already watched quite a bit of it, and I've already got the stats. And I won't even spoil it. I'm going to spoil it, I guess. The Mavericks won. The Mavericks won 108 to 104. I was watching the game, and the you know it was, it was televised through NBA TV. And NBA TV, they've got that bar at the very bottom, kind of like Sports Center does. And they were broadcasting scores, so I guess I got a, a late recording of it because I was working, so I had to record it. And sure enough, it showed the score, like the final score. And I'm like, ah oh, man, because I was going to watch the whole thing, which I will. I watched a good portion of it before I saw that, and it spoiled it for me. So, anyway, uh, Mavericks won 108 to 104. So, obviously, it's been a long time, but I am going to provide stats. So, let's look here. Dallas Mavericks, I know Seth Curry, he lit it up for sure. He was a perfect 8 for 8, I think, overall, and he was uh, 6 of 6. From three point range, and I do, I did catch that. I caught. Uh, he was three for three, like in the first quarter or the first like few minutes of the game. He was on fire, right? Uh, the team looked good right off the bat. Period. I mean, Porzingis nailed. I think the first shot was great. Luca nailed a step back three. It was pretty sweet. He made his free throws. Whoa! He made his free throws. <laughs> so uh, he he looks good too. He doesn't look uh, overweight or anything like that. He looks very tan. So <laughs> it was very interesting. It was also interesting to see the first quote unquote bubble game where there wasn't like a crowd there or fans. Uh, so that, that, it was interesting. You know, not too bad. Doesn't seem that much different from you know regular game because uh, the announcer mentioned it like we're not really watching the crowd we don't see much of the crowd we're you know the camera set on the court so it's not really too different for us whereas it might be a little bit different for the players and you know the coaching staff things like that but overall i i liked it it was it's good it's good to have basketball back um I know it, it, we still have COVID here, so we've got to be careful. And you know, they're constantly testing and all that, so I think they're doing the best they can, but still putting themselves at risk, you know, bumping each other and all that kind of stuff without wearing masks. I mean, couldn't they probably suffocate if they were wearing masks out there on the court? But anyway, I'm talking about the stats and numbers, right? Curry, 23 points. Like I mentioned before, he was a perfect eight for eight, I believe. Definitely a perfect six for six. For three pointers, uh, freaking Bobon guys, got to bring in the Bobon. Bobon stats: seventeen points and thirteen rebounds. He definitely dominated. Very nice. He, he, he did. It's like he never left. You know, he, the last game the Mavericks played was against the Denver Nuggets back in March. It was the last game for the NBA until COVID suspended the season. 
and he dominated that game. I believe he got like 30 plus points, something like that. It was like his best game ever, right? But he's he's just tearing it up. He's he's making a run for uh, MVP of the second seat, second part of the season. Because I think I think I heard somewhere that uh, the MVP voting and all that it only counts for the games prior to the uh, pandemic. So. Theoretically, or I guess not theoretically, but all the games that are played from here on out, they don't count for, you know, the voters to vote, I guess, for MVP and Sixth Man of the Year, things like that. I think. Pretty sure. Um, continue on with some stats here. I got a few more. Luka Doncic, he got uh, 14 points, 5 rebounds, and 6 assists, so not a bad night. Not too bad, not too shabby. And Porzingis, he ended up with 8 points, so just a few stats there. Uh, again, it was a scrimmage, so it's not. It didn't count for anything, but it is encouraging that you know, no one's didn't seem to seem uh, slouch or slouching or anything like that. Even Justin Jackson he looked good. Uh, I know that we've been dogging on him a while, uh, but it was, it was good to see everybody. Yeah, I think uh, it was it was it was very good. We even got to see uh, JJ. We got to see JJ. We haven't seen JJ in a while, you know, because he was injured, right? So. That was cool to see him. I know we're not going to see Dwight Powell, but it was cool to see J.J. back out there. Yeah, I forgot about that. And, and Luca, he he had been getting banged up. Uh, he was still going, but you know he would take a game here and there. So it's just good that the team is healthy and that they won, 108-104. So awesome. Great deal. It's definitely worth a watch if you can somehow have recorded it and watch it. It's, it's fun. I mean, it's the first basketball game we've had in, like I said, like several months. So definitely do that. Guys, I'm going to take a quick break when I come back. I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, go through the, the schedule and give you my predictions for how I think the Mavericks will come out. So you guys, stay tuned. All righty then, welcome back to the Mavs Corner. So we were just talking about the scrimmage last night. The Mavericks beat the Lakers 108-104, which is awesome. Love it. You know, the Mavericks winning, of course, and the Lakers losing. That's always a that's a plus, but who cares? The Mavericks won. That's all that matters. Uh, the team looked good. Seth Curry was on fire. He's a flamethrower. Literally a flamethrower, right? He had a flamethrower. Now, uh, he, was, he was a flamethrower, guys. Uh, perfect from the field, and he was 6 of 6 from the uh, three-pointers, so... Someone's been practicing their three-point shot. I mean, granted, he was already really good at shooting threes, but he's... He, I mean, you can't do any better than that, can you? You can't go seven of six. Oh, my gosh. How do you, how do, you do that? But I do remember... In talking about that, it reminds me of this past offseason. This past offseason was huge for the Dallas Mavericks, right? Like, are we going to get a big-name free agent? What are our needs? And I remember talking about... Um, and hearing about a uh, three-point uh, shooter, that was a much, much needed uh, type of player we needed was a sharpshooter from, you know, three-pointers. Because we had Luka, right? And we had, we got Porzingis, because we knew, so we knew we got our second star. And Luka really needed that, that sharpshooter who can space the floor out, right? We didn't, I mean, last year, there was a lot of people say, oh, we, the ball clanked on the rim so many times, right? But... So we were looking for that 
ideal three-point shooter. And a lot of, I know even myself, we were thinking, okay, Danny Green, right? He's, he's going to leave kind of thing. But instead, he went to the Lakers, and he only gets open whenever Dwight Howard makes illegal screens. But anyway, we're not going to go down that road. But I, mean, they, I don't think they could have done better getting Seth Curry. And obviously, Seth Curry having history with the Dallas Mavericks, and a good one too, I believe. So I, I guess I just wanted to go down memory lane and say, man, we're just we're lucky to have Curry. We're lucky to have. I was gonna say Boban. I was I meant to, I was thinking Luca, but the, I was thinking but then Boban came out. We're, we're lucky to have Boban too. This is a great team. Uh, I know uh, there, some people were talking about the chemistry of this team and like they've never seen chemistry like this before. Like this is the best chemistry that, that they've ever seen ever. Right. Uh, I agree to that to an extent, right? So it's it's great. I, it's, I don't, everyone seems to be getting along. My deal is, is social media. What do I mean by that? We have a lot more access to like seeing what the players are doing off, outside the court, like not on the court, not being televised kind of thing. So like Instagram, you know, a lot of people do Instagram, a lot of people do Twitter and things like that and post videos and pictures. So we're seeing a lot more than what we you know, saw back when Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki were together back in the early 2000s. There was no Twitter. There was no Instagram. There wasn't anything like that. There were newspapers and there were maybe commercials and a movie. I know they were in a movie uh, with Michael Finley and some other people. I can't remember the name of that movie, but point is, there's a lot more exposure. So to say that this team has the best chemistry ever, I'll take that. I, I put the brakes on just a little bit. I would love to, to have like had access to Twitter and Instagram when Steve Nash and Dirk were together, and if they were the kind of people to share that kind of stuff, I don't even think they would have shared stuff that like you know the generation does now you know i mean freaking porzingis and luca will 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 post pictures on instagram about about them going to the dentist together or something like that it's like what it's crazy right i don't need to know that or or did i did i need to know that i I did need to know that you know luca and porzingis are going to the dentist together on a certain day I'm, i'm just making a joke here and the point is we're seeing a lot more than we ever did with other teams. So uh, I won't. I, I will say this: the chemistry is great, though, and it's up there. I don't know if it's the best. I mean, 2011 championship team. That I mean it was ultimate chemistry. But this, this, if if this team doesn't have the top chemistry, then it's second to the 2011 Mavericks, in my opinion. And uh, you know, Dirk and and Steve, Steve Nash. Who knows what kind of chemistry? I mean, I I know they had great chemistry, but we can't physically see it like on Twitter or Instagram because that never existed. But anyway, going off a uh, tangent there, I wanted to talk about the season and my prediction. Right, I mentioned it last episode how I was teasing it, and honestly, I'm just gonna look at it really quick and just uh, take a stab at what I think, and it's gonna be good, right? So the first game, by the way, it's in one week. One week from today, you're listening to this on the 24th, I believe. It's a Friday. The first game for the Dallas Mavericks is on the 31st of July. Now, NBA kicks off, I believe, on the 30th, but the Mavericks don't play until the 31st, which is next Friday, right? Kick it off against the Rockets, Houston Rockets. So 
that is going to be a good game. Uh, very exciting, very fun for most, several reasons, right? You know, obviously, first official game, all that stuff, right? You know, Dallas versus Houston, you know, the Texas rivalry, right? But let's just boil it down to, you know, player skill and all that, right? That's that's what we have to play it for these predictions. We've got Harden, we've got Westbrook, we've got Porzingis, we've got Luka. There's your star power, right? And then we've got your, you know, team players, things like that. We're just talking about Curry and Boban. Let's talk about Maxi and all that good stuff. I have to be unbiased here. It's very tough because immediately I want to say the Mavericks are going to win, right? But I don't know what what the Rockets are doing right now. I know who they have, uh, theoretically, unless something goofy happens. I I wish I had these these stats, but I, I think I feel like the the teams have split the record so far this season. I don't have those stats pulled up. It's going to be a good game, but I'm going to I I will think I will say that the Mavericks are going to win. I just I. I don't think the Rockets have... Uh, in fact, I remember this now. I was going to say Capella, but they trade Capella. The Rockets are doing that five-man, no-center kind of uh, rotation thing. And it was I think it was kind of working out for them. But the problem is it's going to be Porzingis for the Rockets. I don't, that's going to be a huge mismatch, in my opinion. I don't know who they're going to have to guard Porzingis. So I'm looking for Porzingis to dominate that game, and I hope he does. There was an article that came out. Somebody did an interview with him, and Porzingis mentioned how he may or may not have bulked up too much this offseason kind of thing, coming off an injury. So he, he, I guess he got too strong, too bulky, and so throughout the season he's been able to balance it a bit more, find a better balance to where he feels good whenever he's shooting and things like that. So he's trying to find the most optimal shape to play the best basketball he can. He mentioned that, so it's that's really cool, right? It was cool to see bulk Porzingis, right? But we want Porzingis to, to you know shoot very well and things like that, three-pointers for sure, right? And he was getting better towards the, towards the end before the pandemic, right? He was, he was definitely lightened up. And he did very well when Luca wasn't playing as well, but he was still playing well when Luca got back on the court from entries. So it was very encouraging. I really am looking forward to seeing Porzingis dominate the the Rockets. So count that as a win. I think that's going to be a close one. It can go either way, but give me a W for that one, right? So moving on to the next game, that is going to be the 2nd of August. So they get one day break, and then boom, they play again against the Suns. Come on, man. Come on. That has got to be a W. Now, I I don't know who they have on the Suns other than Booker. And, man, I can't remember that guy's name. The guy that they picked ahead of Luka. Oh, that's, this is embarrassing. I can't remember his name. That's just how not important he is anymore, I guess. Um, but uh, I don't think – come on. Come on, give me the W on that one. I mean, Booker can definitely go off, but let's let's take that W. I'm not even going to be worried about that. Moving on to the Kings. That's going to be on the 4th of August. That's an early one, too. That's at 2.30 p.m. The first two games were at 9, 9 p.m. Uh, this one's at 2.30. Against the, the Sacramento Queens. Uh, I'm sorry, not the Queens, the Kings. <laughs> uh, that that's a, that's a good game, too. 
I'm trying to be realistic here because I can't put these all as a W. That'd be great. And that's possible. It is, but going to be realistic. Not, I don't think we're going to get all the Ws. But against the Kings, I think we can. Now, the Kings are not a slouch. They're they're a good team. They've got, they've got as a Buddy Heel, they've got Darren Fox. Pretty sure they still have Harrison Barnes. Uh... They've got Bagley, I think. He, I know he's been dealing with injuries, so we'll see about that. But I uh, another tough game. Buddy Heel could go off threes. Now hopefully Curry lights it up himself. I think I'm going to make that a W, guys. So that would be three wins in a row to start off. That would be great. Okay, here we go. The 6th of August um, against the Clippers. Okay, that one I'm going to put an L on. Um, it, it, maybe we get a win there and we lose one of the first three games, something like that. But that's what I'm, I'm going to put the L against the Clippers, assuming they are at full strength with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Patrick Beverly. I mean, I, the list keeps on going. They've got a really good team, good cast, two great stars. So, and I think they, they beat us pretty bad the, the one time we played them, I believe. So wasn't great. I would like to think Porzingis would be a great mismatch, but I just I don't know. I don't it's that's the top team, right? The Clippers. They're up there for sure. So I'll put that as an L. Uh moving on to the eighth of August, we have the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks. So I don't know how big of a lead the Bucks have on as far as number one seed. But if they have it locked down, you'd like to think that they might maybe rest their players. Maybe. Now, they've had plenty of rest, right? So maybe they, it's the opposite way. They, 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 need, they need as much practice and play time as possible before the playoffs kick in. So maybe they don't rest anybody. So my point is, I was thinking maybe they rest Giannis. Maybe. But I must say unlikely. It's a very tough one. I'm always scared when Porzingis is going against Giannis because that's... You know, I'm not pointing my finger at Giannis, but that's basically what the guy that kind of caused Porzingis' injury it wasn't his fault necessarily. It's just Porzingis thing landed on him, kind of thing, because of Giannis's great defense, I guess. But just not a good landing, so uh, a little nervous about that. But I think that's going to be an L as well, guys, because the Bucks at full strength, they're they're good. Giannis is. If it's true and the MVP uh, votes counting, you know, are before the pandemic, then guys, I don't think it's even close. I think it's Giannis, and that's a different story, a uh, different topic that I'm gonna that I can dive into. But I'm gonna say Giannis, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that's who I picked before the season started. I picked Giannis as MVP again. Dark horse was Luca, and Luca is definitely a dark horse. But yeah, Giannis. So the next game after the Bucks. So at this point we're three and two. Next game is going to be the tenth. So uh, it's against the Jazz, the Utah Jazz. I'm assuming I talked about this with Falcon, you know, a couple weeks ago. How they lost their like their third player. You know, they've got Rudy Gobert, they've got Donovan Mitchell, and they got this Bogdanovich. I think that might be it. They lost him to injury, if I'm not mistaken. So they've got their two stars, but then they kind of lost their third their third wheel kind of thing. Whereas our third wheel, I think, is Tim Hardaway Jr., but it could be Curry. 
it could be several people. Those are my top two that I think of, but I, uh, that's going to be a good one, guys. You know, Rudy Gobert versus Porzingis, that's a good one. Donovan Mitchell versus Luka, that's a good one, too. I'm going to be a little bit biased here, guys. I'm going to be a little bit, I'm going to say the Mavericks take it. But I think that's going to be another close one. That's like the Rockets. That's, just, that's a really close game. Whereas the Clippers and the Bucks, I feel like they're at full power. I think they're just a tier higher, and it helps them. Not It's not necessarily the skill power or their, their abilities. It's the experience that these teams have. Now, the Clippers definitely have experience, for sure. Paul George, oh, he's got some experience, right? Kawhi Leonard, he's got ultimate experience. He's been to the finals several times. He's won them several times. Pretty sure he's a, he's a finals MVP. He's got experience in the playoffs. I'm talking about playoff experience. The Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis, he took that team to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, right? So there's experience. And he's the MVP, reigning MVP. That's why I'm like, uh, you know, if the, if the Mavericks had experience and all that, then I would put them right in that, that category, but they're the one right below. So the Rockets and the Jazz, they're they're in the same league as them, same tier. Close one, but I'm gonna give it to the Mavericks. So now they're three and three. Is that right? No, they're four and two in my scenario. With two games left. Next game is, is the day right after the Jazz game. It's against the Blazers. So at this point, uh, we should find out whether the Blazers have made it to the playoffs or not. Uh, I think that's the case, right? I think they're look on the outside looking in. I think. I think that's the way it is. I think they're the ninth seed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So at that point, we should probably find out if they're going to make it or not. If they're out of the picture, I can almost guarantee it. They're not going to have their star players playing. I mean, Damian Lillard, Lillard himself before they came up with this plan that if they didn't have a chance to make it to the playoffs, that he wouldn't play. So if they don't have a chance, they may not play. The whole team will forfeit. Now, I don't, I don't think they can do that, but pretty sure Lillard can choose not to play if he doesn't want to and McCollum. So if that's the case, that could be an easy win for the for the Mavericks. Same token, same or the uh, other side of that coin is other teams that were fighting for like the 6th, 5th, 4th seed. They may be playing a team that's already out of the playoffs too. And so, you know, you got to look at it both ways. Yeah, theoretically, that'd be great if the Blazers were already out and they rested their star players and we were still fighting for a seed, so we go full power and we're going to make it to the playoffs. Yeah, that'd be great. Get an easy W. I'm still counting this as W regardless, even if they do have uh, Lillard and McCollum. I'm still going to give it to the Mavericks. That's another sort of close game, but not as close to the Rockets and the Jazz, in my opinion. Just because the Blazers, they've been injured, I think, quite a bit this season. The chemistry's kind of been off. They haven't been as good as last year. Last year, they were great. Uh, so give me a W there. So at that point, we're 5-2. and two. The last game is against the Suns. We'll give it the benefit of the doubt. We'll say that we lose a game, you know, a bad game. There you go. That, that would put us at 5-3. and three. Really, guys, I want to put us at 6-2, and two, but that's being more realistic, being 5-3. and three, That gives me a little cushion. 5-3. and three. So with that, you'd like to think that maybe we jump up to the 6th seed, right? That would that'd be good. We don't want to be the 7th seed or the 8th seed, of course. It's going to be very difficult for us to be the 8th seed. 
But if we can make it squeeze into the sixth seed or even the fifth seed, it's game on. It's game on. And then we'll be playing either the Nuggets or the Jazz or the Thunder or the Rockets kind of thing and not the not the Clippers or Lakers, right? So and we're definitely not gonna be playing the Grizzlies. If everything rolls out the way I think it's going to, the Grizzlies would be the eighth seed, so Whew, there you go, guys. Went through the schedule. It didn't take uh, three episodes like it did going through the whole season. <laughs> so uh, I think with that, I'm going to sign off. As always, thank you for listening to the Mavs Corner. It's always a pleasure. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram. It's going to be at Mavs Corner. Send us any comments or questions, anything like that. I'll be more than happy to respond to you. Uh, I was happy to do this episode. Uh, it was kind of questionable because I you know I've been working a lot and but did it anyway so it <clears throat> feels good to be back and reporting stats and it's gonna be really good it's gonna be, it's gonna be feel it's gonna feel great when we have big real games playing and I can provide you all the stats and really dive into the numbers we like numbers we like the show numbers and we like numbers so guys that's gonna do it sign off take care mm-hmm.